0: you got to pay attention. A lot of audiobooks have a Borat version. Do
1: you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Panel, Disney Channel, Tipsy Panel,
2: Disney Channel, Tipsy Panel,
3: yeah!
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name's Brandon Lamuto. I am your host. James, this is why you <laughs> say the thing.
0: <laughs> hey, my name is James Letiri, and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs>
3: uh, my name's is Brennan Banta, and that's m- how you say my name.
1: <laughs> and I'm Ryan Metz, bringing up the rear as usual. This uh, introduction was done in order of reverse importance. That's right. <laughs> I'm the most important member of this podcast.
2: And I'm 100% the least important. I just talk a lot. That's right. This is the podcast where we talk about Disney Channel original movies. Today we're not doing a decomp per se, but Disney did make it, and it's on. It was on their channel or something. Uh, this one's called Lots of Luck. Came out in 1985. Uh, it stars Colonel Mustard, and it's got the <laughs> the ever wonderful Fred Willard, R.I.P. Um, oh, but yeah, it's a movie where they have luck and then they don't, and then there's a race. I that's movies that's the way it goes (laughs) um but before we get into that uh we're called the tipsy panel for a reason why uh it's it's because it's because i have a little thing here yeah a little uh a little drinky drink uh james is our mixologist uh i i say this every time this one james you knocked it out of the park with this one i'm really enjoying this tell us about this drink
0: Oh, muy bien, Brandon. Thank you. Or should I say gracias? And I don't know why I'm speaking Spanish so fluently and seamlessly. Uh, So uh, since the automobile theme was prominent in this one, I think we've made something like a sidecar before, but this is just a classic sidecar, which is a half ounce of lemon, one ounce of simple syrup two ounces of cognac, and an ounce of triple sec. Um, since there's not a lot, use the good one. Use Quantro if you got it. Uh, and then you put it in a sugar-rimmed glass, and you put all the ingredients into a uh, mixer, and you mix them up, and you serve it over a bunch of ice. It's a tasty drink. Um, for extra bad luck in this one, because we'll get into it, but the characters needed some bad luck. Um, when you drink it, uh, cheers with it. Do not make eye contact um, drink it on Friday the 13th, if possible. Spill salt and and things when you drink it. Um, you know, break glasses and mirrors, and then you're guaranteed to not win any contests for at least um, six to eight months. So that's helpful too. If you just if you're one of those people who just can't stop winning.
2: I'm tired of winning contests. Ugh. Every single time I step out my front door, some horde of people come up to me and say you just won this drum set don't you feel great don't you feel happy about yourself and every time i'm like oh it's the sixth drum set this month
1: i don't know what to do with all of these drum sets Ugh. another washer dryer that's wacky at
3: least we'll have clean socks
1: oh god I, that's okay let's, direct,
3: that's a direct quote for anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen this movie
1: yeah oh, so. There's probably
3: not many people
1: well, if you I, haven't I, seen the movie, luckily you can watch it for free on YouTube.
2: Yeah. If you have seen this movie, please let us know because I'd never heard of it. Have you guys ever heard of it?
3: I have never heard of this movie. Lots of never. luck.
1: People always reference it in text messages to me. They're like, LOL. And I'm like, haha, 1985 lots of luck. I get That's it. That's what
2: they're talking about. Everybody loves to talk about it. But please, if you've seen it, let us know. Disney Channel at gmail.com. I want to know. Can you show me? Also, <laughs> God. if you want to make this drink, you can. Because we'll post the recipe on our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us. Like, comment, subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe.
3: And if you want to make any drink from the Dipsy, the dipsy Panel, Gypsy Panel, <laughs> uh you can do that because we put out a pdf of 14 or 15 different drinks um kind of our favorites and yeah you can download it and you'll have a little recipe book for your repertoire
1: it's, it's a really great good time
2: i know for a fact that our friend kim made the penicillin and she said it was really good kim this is a shout out hi kim Thanks for listening. Thanks for making drinks.
1: Uh, shout out to Alex Luber, who participated in the Wizard Staff episode with me. Did, did we put the oh my God. Uh, recipe for that one in the book? <laughs> we yeah, can the res- always add an addendum for Wizard Staff.
2: The recipe for Wizard Staff is get a lot of beer and a little bit of magic. And some duct tape. tape. Yeah. And some bad decisions. Just get, get mix it all in a pot and... You got wizard staff, baby.
1: Mm, I'm having flashbacks to that night.
2: (laughs) So, let's talk about this movie, huh? Um, I wrote a plot summary of this movie. It's very simple. Act one, they get rich. Act two, they go broke. Act three, the big race. (laughs) And you know what? I think every movie should follow this exact structure. Hmm. First act, rise. Second act, fall. Third act, Get in a car. The big race. Drive around. Yeah, the, the big, big race. race. Every yeah. movie needs a big race. All I right. mean,
3: a lot of movies are in this structure. If you just take the race as a metaphor. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Titanic. They're all racing to the lifeboats. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, rat race, two thousand and one. Act one, they get rich. Act two, they get poor. Act three, the big race.
3: The big rat race.
1: I actually love that movie. Never seen it.
3: You've never seen
2: Rat Race? Oh, man, that nope. was like my childhood comfort movie. It was like, you know, we had the DVD, and uh, if I was just you know 10 years old and wanted to watch something, indulge in the screen, if mm. you will. Uh, Rat Race was going on the DVD player, and I was going to watch Rowan Atkinson fall asleep and Cuba Gooding Jr. do a bad coin flip at an NFL game.
1: Well, I've also never seen Blade Runner.
2: <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> Those that movies are we, equal. Should we just list movies we haven't seen? Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen Citizen Kane.
1: I haven't seen Lots of Luck, 1985. Oh, shit,
2: dude. <laughs> Ryan, we talked about this. You, This is what you had to watch. I watched The Color of Friendship instead. Oh, how was it? Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Does this movie take place in present-day 1985? Because, like, I got the vibe of, like, the 60s. Or, like, even the 50s. Like, it's very, like... There's a lot of Americana-type themes. Like, he works in, the father works in, like... uh, The factory. Yeah, the factory. Um, All the kids dress like they are 30-year-old adults. Um, I don't know. It it, it just didn't feel like it was 1985 to
1: me. I got uh, three words for you, buddy. Word one, computer. Word two, calculator. Word three, (laughs) cordless phone.
2: Yeah, you're right. Those things were there. Good point. I, but that computer, oh man, that computer. Just like a little, uh, little square monitor. Computer it was dope. like 18 inches wide. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. And it was just used to type numbers in. Mm. Just this little boy, a math whiz, just typing numbers.
0: To so, figure out street uh, signals, right? Yeah. Yeah, stop, cool signs, as hell, stop signs? Not stop signs.
2: He was figuring out the most economical way to drive around because their car was so shitty that any time it came to a stop, it stalled. So they would have to get out and push. And he was trying to find the way to drive around so that you would never hit a red light, which is cool. The city should have hired him.
3: What kind of car was that?
2: It looked like a, it was a Volkswagen, right? Just mm-hmm. like a, an old Beetle.
3: Mm-hmm. okay that's what i thought too because it had a bumper sticker that said buy americans so i didn't know if it was a slight because it was <laughs> a shitty car and it was, I, uh, I guess it's a german car if it's a volkswagen
2: i mean i feel like they wanted it to be that but also martin mull and fred willard are planning on opening up their own garage so you know why would they i don't know mixed messages definitely doesn't make sense to me
1: i feel like they were trying to do a funny and it kind of just went over everybody's head Yeah.
2: Their proposed slogan was also kind of bad. What was it? Just like, we won't just fix it. We'll make it better. I mean, like if I went to a car garage and I told them like, yeah, I got a weird, funny startup sound. And they said, well, not only will I fix that, I'm also going to give you a spoiler and brand new wheels. I'm going to say, no, no, please do not do that. That's going to cost me way too much money. I just want you to get rid of the stupid noise in my car.
1: Well, you could tell that he was a genuine hard worker because every time he got out of a car, even after he got rich, he's like, yeah, call me on Monday. I'll do something about that noise for you.
0: (laughs) He loved it. It was all that he was good at. But then there was a scene where him and Fred Willard are working on an engine and Fred Willard goes, don't you wish we could just do this for a living? And that's what they want to do. They want to work on engines and cars. That is, a, you can do that. Mm.
3: Yeah, that's that's not like a, that's a pretty easy job to pick up. It's not like it's not like a, being a rock star. Yeah, you well, just we,
2: uh, you, you twist some cranks and wrench some screws and bolts and oil and hammer the room.
3: If you want to make a career pivot, pivoting to a mechanic isn't that isn't that big of a risk for like going from factory to mechanic. Probably. I don't know. There's not too much to say about this movie.
2: <laughs> well, let's but just that, talk about how they get rich because that, that's, where, that's where we should have began and we did not. Um, so uh, the mother, Julie, she, she and her friend, they play the numbers every week. And uh, this time uh, only Julie won because her friend, does anyone remember her friend's name?
3: Jessie?
2: Yes, sure. Jessie um, didn't like playing the number because there were too many eights. So she didn't play and this is the one time that They actually won. But when they won, what happened was the six people who won got to go on a TV show. And Mm -hmm. the TV show was just them standing there as a, as a Vanna white, you know, stand in just spun a big wheel with all their names on it. And whoever the name landed on, they won a million dollars. How much would it suck if you won the drawing for the lottery and then got nothing because you were expected to just go on T V and just stand there and wait.
0: But also what's the criteria for winning? Because all of those six people won around the same time. So what was the criteria that they met?
2: They got the numbers. They you know what they was, all the, get was the got the like,
0: same numbers?
2: the they were. No, they were, the thing that's the thing that's the 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 When Julie and Jesse go to the newsstand Where they play the numbers You can see today's, you know, this week's numbers And it's got six sets of Six-digit numbers And those were the six winners Um, But then, on the TV show There's six people standing there It seems pretty unusual for All six numbers to be hit by six people So, if you think about it Either there's a lot of times where that doesn't happen Or there's always six people hitting the numbers and they're giving away a million dollars every week which
1: seems like a lot new type of lotto just dropped oh hell
2: yeah i'm into this lotto i get to go on tv and just stand there as they say i'm unemployed that 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 host made a real meal out of out of the word unemployed like announcing that guy jim johnson or whatever unemployed why are yeah, you going to shame a guy who is about to win the lottery for being unemployed? No shit. He needs the lottery. <laughs> He's unemployed. Let him m- have this moment.
1: That's how my beautiful fiance and my lovely parents introduce me whenever they have to introduce me to someone these days. <laughs> yeah, this is Ryan. He's unemployed.
2: <sighs> then you, you tilt down your sunglasses, give him a little and then skate away.
1: Check out my stubble. It's been six days. <laughs>
2: So they win the lottery. And what's the first thing they do? They just buy shit. I mean, I think that's the first thing I would do if that's I won the lottery. That's not the first too. thing
1: they do in their defense. They're like, this money's not going to change us. And Susie needs braces. And Tommy needs a gun. and
2: Yeah, but those things never happen. I wish Tommy got a gun.
0: <sighs> they all oh. did go to work the next day. Yes.
2: Yeah, and when they get to work, immediately they're getting hit up for shit, which is the realest thing that would happen. I, I, I will give this movie credit there that as soon as it's public knowledge that you've won the lottery, people are coming out of the woodwork, like Cousin Marvin, who you don't know.
1: Second yeah, that's cousin, the, once removed on my mother's side. Yeah, that's
2: real talk right there. Oh, but one of the people who hits up the mom, I loved this woman. Uh, at the hair salon. She hits up the mom for uh, um, musical supplies for her Uh, band. Her band is called Mental Illness, and her name is Death.
1: That's so sick. Honestly, that would fly in 2021. No problem.
2: She wanted $2,500. Yeah, I'll give her $2,500. She's in a band called Mental Illness, and her name is Death.
3: Hey, she'll get a shout-out at the Grammy Awards,
1: Death said. (laughs) And thanks to Julie, my hairdresser, for loaning me $2,500 for this Mr. Eight Hundred Eight.
2: Can't wait for Death to collab with Santana
1: in Smooth Two. <laughs> no, we're gonna have a Death collab with Suicide.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, that'll work. Good theme. Did you guys have a favorite character in this movie, Mrs. Death? Because I did have one. It wasn't Death, but far and away, uh, my favorite was the grandma. Uh huh. Yeah, ma. I could have used a whole movie of just the grandmother smoking cigarettes and grunting at the newspaper. That's how and, we're introduced to her. She's just sitting there like taking a drag and then just like circling in the classifieds like ah.
0: Oh.
3: And she has an active dating life with one mister jockey.
2: <laughs> Yo, this movie shits on jockeys so hard. <laughs> it's so unnecessary and misplaced. But they just he, he's a short king, and they're constantly deriding him for it. Like, this is my little man.
3: He's not <laughs> a boy. He's a man.
0: <laughs> and well, it's I, funny. I, I,
2: he seemed Could, just like a like just a, a weird guy, like nothing interest, like nothing that bad about him. But everybody does not take him seriously just because of his height.
1: He just likes tall, older women. Good for him.
3: Cause guess what? She plays the numbers, or I guess the ponies. Oh, she loves playing the ponies. Another does she? She must win. Everybody wins. They enter like five different contests and they win them all.
2: Oh, you say that, but she said she was on a losing streak for like however long. See, that's the thing. The message about this movie was a little confusing to me because these people are, you know you know i mean it's they're playing the ponies and they're running the numbers they're they're doing this every week so like you know when you do that you're bound to win but it feels like the message here is you should play the ponies and play the numbers every week and then you're going to win
1: yeah the i feel like it would have been more you should gamble yeah it should have been more appropriate if they
2: just like won randomly you know like i'll play why not and then they just win right spur of the moment but they are you know degenerate gamblers.
1: Right. Well, maybe I'm digging too deep here, but you know, you would think that they felt like they had to have a message in this movie. And they were degenerate gamblers. They gambled every week and they won one time and then they couldn't stop winning. So
2: I'm I'm really confused about what they kept winning. Okay, okay. So they win the lottery. They win a million dollars. Then Over the course of like a couple days, their house is filled with stuff that they did not buy. Now, maybe I just wasn't paying close attention, but it seemed like they were winning contests. I don't think it was like people giving them promotional things in the hopes that they would invest money or Mm -hmm. give them stuff back. They just got so many things, and I don't know why.
1: So, remember when the little girl at the beginning of the movie, the youngest sibling, she was entering a contest that was like win your weight in gold? Oh, yeah. So, I'm just spitballing here, but maybe, you know, the kids took after their parents, right? Like, they saw mom playing the numbers every week. They saw dad, whatever, entering raffles at work. Grandma plays the ponies. And so, maybe the kids entered a bunch of contests too. You know, maybe they were all just entering contests all the time and then they whatever their luck
3: happened they had lots of it
1: yeah
2: i feel like each of these kids had like six lines over the course of the movie like this movie, it's a kids movie that is not about kids at all
3: have in common with these premieres kevin
1: I'm yeah gonna,
2: they didn't want to hire children computer. which i guess makes sense you have, you have to follow you know guidelines when you have children on set you can have Martin Mull do whatever the fuck you want. Hey Martin, you, go, you know, go do go go say this line, go do that thing and he'll say okay. Do I'll you think do there it. were
3: rigorous laws in 1985 for no. child actors? I don't. Well, well,
2: I, they, they were there. I assume they were there and then, you know, Disney Channel said, "Well, we don't have to abide by those at all if we just don't have kids."
1: Trilden only allowed four cigarettes per shoot day. <laughs>
2: If we catch you giving any of those kids a pack, it's a timeout.
1: <laughs> and, and the children must be supervised when they're smoking. Adult supervision required.
2: We don't, want, mean, them, we don't want them you know, falling into the quarry. They could only smoke. That's it.
3: It's and only they could a have a glass
2: of, of
1: wine in the morning.
3: Only a matter of time until we come across a premiere when a kid is smoking.
1: <laughs> News not with a
0: cigarette. Yeah. That's going to be a special day.
2: Yeah. I would like I mean, to we see got it pretty
3: close in Tiger Town.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Didn't he take a sip of, of, of wine? Yes. That kid?
3: Yeah.
2: OK, yeah. So so that's that might be the closest we get. But I hope there's more
1: a child with a cigarette. That's on our decom bucket <laughs> list.
2: I I'm <laughs> I'm craving it. I, I hope it comes soon. We'll just have to It'll keep happen. watching premieres.
0: Yeah, it's only going to happen in a premiere.
1: I think
2: this well, if, a Well what if s- what if it's like a real curveball and we see it in like Descendants 2?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Cruise.
3: <laughs> I feel like this is a good segue into the F-bomb.
2: Sure. For those of you who don't know, the DCOM F-Bomb is very simple. If this were a PG-13 movie, you get to say fuck once. Where would you say it? Go ahead, Brandon. Start us off.
3: Sure. So uh mom's friend, Jessie always enters the lottery with her and she doesn't this time because there's too many eights in their ticket. Um, she doesn't like eights and the ticket ends up winning. So I guess she's just home with her husband and he's like, fucking eights. (laughs) I imagine she's had this fear of eights for a very long time, which is weird because it's like, I feel like eight is the most pure number. It's all symmetrical.
0: Yeah. It's like a zero with a belt.
3: It's like a zero with a belt
0: eight's but lucky in in China eight's uh-huh. lucky
3: in China I mean mm-hmm.
0: it's sevens you
1: gotta watch out for.
2: I did like that line. that was a good Fred Willard line
1: um, my decom f bomb would be ma is smoking in the kitchen again because that seems like a thing that ma does and i I guess Julie the the mother she's like, ma, you're fucking smoking in the kitchen again.
2: <laughs> what was her cover up It was just like I it think it was the, toast. the toaster
1: And the toaster like everything else in that household Is broken
2: <laughs> My DCOM F-bomb Is also centered around Ma um, In the morning when, the par- when Julie is driving Martin Mull What is Martin Mull's name? Frank Frank. She's- Julie's driving Frank to work uh, Ma's watching the kids and getting them ready uh, For school And um, at some point, she says, oh, I guess I'm just a little old-fashioned. And the youngest daughter goes, oh, you're not old-fashioned. You're just old. And that's when Ma just looks at her and goes, okay, sit the fuck
0: down and shut the fuck up.
2: (laughs) It's got to come from Ma, in my opinion.
0: Hmm. The only person besides Ma I thought it maybe could come from was uh, the boss at the factory, Mm. who has his two, like, henchmen. He definitely calls them you fat fuck and you ugly fuck (laughs) at some point because they just he's just it's on the tip of his tongue the whole movie he detests Mm -hmm. those those adults
2: yeah i could definitely hear him just saying hey a couple of fucks get back to work uh what's his name uh the tall one he was in another disney channel premiere one of our favorites he was in the whipping boy
0: he's like a like a pretty well-known character actor of the 80s and 90s what's his name, whose name vincent chiavelli? escapes me uh, yes is- it is vincent chiavelli yeah
2: yeah also oh. uh, also gone before his time cool guy yeah. r.i.p that's our decom f-bomb hey guys listeners you guys out there yeah that's you i'm talking to you if you guys have decom f-bombs let us know we'd love to hear them you, I could got call one our you, ti- you could call our tipsy panel hotline and just shout them at us. Just, just don't even give us context. Just, just shout your, your F-bomb at us. We would love to hear it. Uh, 914-863-1613. Give us a call.
3: Yeah, keep trying if the line is busy, which it usually is.
2: Yeah, we get so many calls, you know. There's just it- tons of people wanting to shout obscenities
1: at us. It's ringing off the hook right now. Let's go to caller number five. F- caller number five. You're on the air.
2: Hi, uh, I, I, I just wanted to say, uh, 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 fuck, oh, that's cold.
1: Is this Marvin, our old accountant?
2: <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Listen, I don't know Marvin. what you're talking
2: about, Ryan.
1: Listen, Marvin, how do you know my name?
2: Uh, uh, okay, you got me. It's Marvin.
1: I banned you and Jared from the show
2: i'm just trying to make a living please let me back i promise i won't cook the books this time please
1: you gotta tell us what the numbers are
2: ah it's got too many eights i can't tell you the numbers there's too many eights
1: all right let's disconnect this guy no, pl- had enough of him god marvin sucks why don't you say anything to him when you had the chance? He was just I, here. You should have said something to
2: him. We have a checkered past. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> if, as, soon right as, I, as soon
1: as I open my mouth, it's just going to be ugly. Well, that's it's why better. we're talking about the F-bomb. Yeah. The decom F-bomb, everyone.
2: <sighs> the accountant in this movie also sucked. Was that Marvin, like, in this movie? Was, was, that, was his name Marvin?
1: Yeah, it was, actually. It was Cousin Marvin. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> Your cousin get Marvin.
2: <laughs> this also came. Uh, this same year as uh, Back to the Future, and you know what? I feel like this movie would have done really well, but you know, Back to the Future just overshadowed it. That's you know, it's
1: a sad case. You're right, man. This one definitely would have done really well.
2: Yeah, it could have been huge. They both had cars. Um, they both had uh, actors. You know, too similar.
1: Cars. I feel like no '80s movie would be complete without like a little car chase scene, and there was a a hint of a little car chase.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, a few hints. This big race, weird as hell. Like it couldn't just be a race; it had to have some weird catch. And the catch was that they were driving through the city on a single tank of gas. So
3: it's just as far as you can get. I, I think um, it was... I, it was a distance race?
2: Well, every, they didn't have a course. It was driving on public roads with active traffic. Um, and it was just, you have to go to these four checkpoints. It doesn't matter what order you go to them. But you have to go to all of them and then make it back to the finish line on a single tank of gas. And, you know, nothing screams healthy competition to me like dozens of cars careening down public roadways, trying to run each other off the road to get to a checkpoint and win twenty five thousand dollars.
1: Yes, it it seemed rather dangerous.
2: It was dangerous. They almost ran. What's his face off the road? Um, They almost ran off uh, uh, Frank Martin Mull. I can't keep trying to remember his name. I'm just going to call him Martin Mull. Sorry to all of you. uh, Lots of luck. Purists. But I'm going to call him by the actor name.
1: Frank looked like you could have found him in 2013 at a Mac DeMarco concert. (laughs) His Hawaiian shirt and his mustache and his like Marlboro hat. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) That's spot on.
1: Looked like a fuck boy.
2: You know... Uh, Sorry, go ahead.
3: He drives right into a car carrier trailer. You know,
2: yes, he does. Who
3: who among us hasn't kind of imagined what that would be like, just driving right up onto one of
2: those? 100%. Anytime I see, like, a ramp on a car when I'm driving around, that intrusive thought pops in without fail. I want to drive up that. I want to just shoot my car up that ramp. Yeah, stunt jump every time. However... I feel like this movie missed an opportunity for them to drive into some sort of goop or gunk. You know, that's that that's usually how the bad guys end up.
1: Uh, the goop wasn't in the budget there, Brandon.
3: I kind of feel like they weren't even on a set. Like this this car chase was on a public road, but I think it was actually on a public road.
2: Just all stolen shots. They, most of their budget went to the police finding them. <laughs>
1: And, and all of the actual uh, red light tickets and speeding tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one seemed pretty low budget.
2: Of course it was. This is Disney Channel in the 80s. What was even on Disney Channel in the 80s? If we don't know, nobody knows. The Whipping Boy. Now, not even Whipping Boy came out in like '94. Never mind. I think it was no. <laughs> hold on. I don't have the exact year, but the Whipping Boy is a late premiere. It was one of like the last ten premieres before they rebranded as um, Disney Channel original movies.
0: They so. might have been showing like Steamboat Willie cartoons. Oh my God!
2: Yeah, that's honestly, all I like can what think else of. would they
0: have had in the tank at that point when was uh, were going to show Mouse features? Club?
2: Yeah, well, yeah,
1: Mickey Mouse oh, Club. Yeah. That's what
2: I was thinking of. No idea.
1: Yeah, probably lots of cartoons.
2: If yeah. we have listeners that aren't millennials, please tell us what was on Disney Channel in the 80s. I'm very curious. I'm, gen- I'm serious. Please let
1: us know. Especially if you're Gen Z. Tell us what was on Disney Channel in the 80s before any of us were born. Yeah, the Zoomers know. They're scoffing at us right now. I can hear it. The thing
3: about the race was the whole gimmick with the car is that it doesn't start on its own. You have to push it. And yet she stopped and started every checkpoint without issue.
1: Yeah. It was a false flag. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're distracting you from flag. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: Keep your eyes open. Big news coming in the next two weeks. Stay tuned.
1: <laughs> GME to the moon. Diamond hands, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, hey, hey! You told me when we recorded the last episode that that wouldn't be relevant, and you just dropped a reference.
1: Hey, look, it's uh, it's relevant again. You know, uh, that's a timeless reference there. If you're listening to this um, podcast in the year 2026, hold that GameStop. You're going to be yeah. holding it forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Diamond hands, diamond hands, baby.
2: Hey, if you guys heard of somebody in the town. That you live Who just won the lottery Would you just sit out on their lawn And just stake them out All day <laughs> Because a lot of people do that
0: I mean if I had a band named Death Oh no If I had a band named What is it Mental, uh,
2: mental Illness, illness. Mental, illness.
0: <laughs> mental Illness sorry And I, my <gasps> name is Death I, w- I would care enough To stake it out
2: There's people like grilling. There's people just hanging out. Probably someone tossing a football, you know, just just like good vibes while you're waiting on a handout from the local family that just won a million dollars.
1: Right. They treat them like celebrities, even though they're just lottery winners. They're like, oh, can I get your autograph? It's like, why does that qualify me to sign autographs? Because I won my mom won a million dollars. Does
2: this happen for all lottery winners like all the time? no no why that Uh, why that what makes them so special because it's the 80s
0: i think they're judging by tlc shows that i've seen lottery does negatively affect a lot of people like there's some good wikipedias about people who won the lottery and then bad stuff happened and sometimes it's not even bad it's just like poor decisions that they obviously aren't equipped to make
2: yeah Um, Good point You know what? That leads me into my next segment. It's Brandon Lamuto's tips on when you win the lottery. I'm a financial expert. I know exactly what to do when you win. Okay. Tip number one, buy a jacuzzi. Jacuzzis never go down in value. Everybody loves jacuzzis. They're easy to keep clean. There are zero downsides to that. Okay. Number two, have as many kids as you can. The more kids (laughs) that you have, the more tax write-offs you get, the more money you get to keep. It's simple. Everybody should be doing this. And then
1: they can help you on the farm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could help you on the farm. That was step three. Buy a farm. Buy a farm. Grow some crops. That way you're never going to have to worry about, you know, going to the store and buying them. Why would you Spray do that? It's just a waste round of money.
1: up. Yeah. Get cancer. And then finally, step number five, make sure you buy GME. That's GameStop. Make sure you sign up for Robinhood, which is a notoriously good brokerage.
0: Mm-hmm. And make yeah.
1: sure you put all your money into GameStop stock. Make sure you buy it at three hundred dollars.
2: That's the way to do it. This, this message been is brought to you by, by Robinhood Financial
1: Advice. I'm Brandon Lamudo. Thanks for joining us.
2: <laughs> There's really not much left to talk about in this movie, is there? We can talk about the dad. Oh, decom dad hour. Decom dad hour. Dad. There's only one dad that we know of. No. We- False.
1: False. Yeah. There's okay. two dads.
2: Okay, hold on. Hold on. I would like Think real dads. hard,
1: Brandon. Okay, yeah. so... Think so about the men in this movie. Think Martin about the you have to think Martin outside a, the dad on this one.
2: Martin Mall is a dad. And then... They're, they're, the jockey's not a dad. Fred Willard, we don't know if he has kids.
1: Brandon. Yeah? Were you even paying attention? No, not at all. The So, <laughs> what's his name? Fred Willard... Uh, AJ. His name is AJ. Yeah. Thanks, right. James. He and his wife, uh, whose name is Allie, Allie and AJ. <gasps> um, <laughs> they, all they talk about is wanting to have a baby. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, hey, I got Allie pregnant. And I'm AJ. And we're Allie and AJ. To be
2: fair, <laughs> that doesn't make him a dad yet. He's Dude, not a dad.
1: That's, he did no. the deed. Now he has to
2: it's time for me to alienate the entire religious following that we have on this show <laughs> he's not a dad yet
1: did the deed sow the seed
2: <laughs> Did the deed. Sow the seed? <laughs> 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 oh boy okay fine yes we have two dads on this show we have aj and we have frank um should we start with frank yes I, in my opinion, Frank just gets, like, a, a, a B. Like, he's nothing special. He's good, he's good to his kids. Like, he, he doesn't do anything egregious like you might expect, you know, a dad in these movies to do. Uh, he's, he's kind to his kids. Uh, he clearly loves them. He just doesn't know how to manage his money, so he gets docked for that. I give him a B.
1: He's a pass-fail father, in my opinion, and he gets a pass.
3: Okay. Yeah. I was mean. I, I was going to give them a C plus. Also, how many times are these kids going to eat casserole from the microwave for dinner before <laughs> so they revolt?
1: Oh, it's they're the 80s revolting. Microwaves
2: are huge.
3: But I guess this is a 1980s family and a 1950s lifestyle, so it's really mom's mom's fault. Hey, I can kids. say that because I'm a woman.
1: <laughs> um, hey kids, anyone want some aspic with grapes <laughs> and peas? <laughs> And Gorgonzola?
2: <laughs> if I had to rank Frank, though, I'd give him an A-. You mean AJ? Yes. Did I say Frank? Yes, yeah. you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Forget well, about AJ... it. See, that's why I'm not referring to them by name. Martin Mull Dude, and Fred
1: Willard. You just Geez. said he wasn't even a dad, and now you're grading him higher than the actual yeah. father. Hey, he's I said there's two a, dads.
3: He's got to be an A+, because he hasn't even done anything to dock him yet. He's starting with 100... 100- Point average.
2: Oh, hold on. No, no, no. That's not that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You have to earn a 100 average. You have to earn that A plus. If you just a cool do th-
3: teacher, I thought you were a cool teacher.
2: No way. Absolutely not. For I'm those a, of you I'm who a don't buy know, the books
1: kind of guy. For those of you who don't know, Brandon is a teacher.
2: Go ahead and dox me. Tell them where I work. Give them the address. Tell them. Tell them all of my students names. Tell them everything.
1: Brandon works at IS 70. <laughs> in Astoria. Damn it, Ryan.
2: How dare you? Now my principal's gonna fire
1: me. He works at the Francis Smith School in East Rockaway, New York.
3: University (laughs) of Zoom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I work at uh, P S Z
2: O O M. He works at (laughs) PS118
1: in (laughs) South Brooklyn.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. I have students named uh, Arnold and uh, Sid and Stinky Stinky.
0: (laughs) Gerald. No, Stinky's your cat. And Chocolate it's... Boy. <laughs>
2: oh, man, Chocolate Boy. Hey, remember Torvald? The, like, 15 who was in third grade.
1: Cool guy. This is my son, Chocolate Boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want you all to meet my child, Stinky. <laughs> we call him that. Uh, it's a shame we can't just review that.
1: But, oh, well. <sighs> All right. Spin-off um, podcast.
2: There's not much else to talk about with this movie. Does anyone have final thoughts? We've raided the dads. We did our F-bomb. Um, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm,
2: I'm pouring through my notes, and I don't see a lot else.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This one was um, campy and really nothing special. I mean, I think... Uh, really, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to say what I enjoyed most about it. It, it was just... I don't know, it was kind of a throwaway. The plot was yeah. relatively non-existent. I think that's what we're going to get from a lot of these early Disney
2: Channel movies. They're throwaways. They're they're, you know, they either they had certain people on contract or they had a script that they bought and nothing to do with and it was just well, let's just make this movie. We're not going to put it in theaters, but we'll put it on our channel.
0: They're kind of comforting in a way in that they're just like very weird stakes and the story just kind of moves along and you know it's going to end well.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things that like as a child you could just watch over and over again and if you were like four years old and you're forming memories you're like I know what's going to happen next and because of (laughs) that you could just leave it on all the time.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of uh, sight gags. I mean you know dad steps in the snare drum and walks around with it on his foot after he falls into the pool and his suitcases are leaking water. You know it's (laughs) like a classic movie in the sense that you know there's visual humor there's a couple of jokes here and there but really it's just nothing to write home about yeah i think so,
0: so sorry go there ahead. was a joke that i really liked where they're driving the first scene where the mom and the, all the kids are driving in the car and she goes oh the odometer is zero, zero. Oh, we missed it turn a hundred thousand and the, i think it's the son goes that's okay we've seen it before i right. did like that that's i was awesome. like that's a pretty good line
2: it's probably the best um the best like establishing line that they have in this movie yeah. because like, you know, it the the exposition is always heavy-handed in these. So it's nice to hear something that almost flows naturally.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the exposition was pretty bad in this one too. It was like, "Oh, m- mom has a shitty car,
3: but she's a good driver. She's yeah. the best driver in the family." Mhm. And that's why she runs the ri- when wind- enters the race
2: i feel like in the 80s that's actually uh good uh breaking gender roles. so i'll give them credit for that
3: radical feminist mom (laughs) from lots of luck (laughs) (laughs) and guess what everyone she wins the race and that saves the day of whatever predicament they set up
2: yeah they were like in in debt to the irs because they just they they had taxes to pay on everything
1: right yeah so basically they got reckless with their money they spent most of it they invested some of it but you know Uncle Sam's always got his hands in your pockets so they ended up having a pay up and you know ultimately they ended up with only enough money to live on for like a month they entered a contest they won it and um, Frank and AJ started their business and they were offering rim jobs yeah good business. old rim
2: job <laughs> And then they, to, then they had to then they had to go and that? look up what a rim job was. That was
1: <laughs> the best line in the whole movie.
2: Picks up the phone. Hello, a rim job. Why don't you come in at eight a.m.?
1: Seven thirty. <laughs>
2: yeah, a little early for a rim job, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, that was <laughs> undoubtedly a thinly veiled sex joke for the parents. I'm sure. Yeah.
3: And then the movie ends with the little girl giving her mom a bunch of envelopes that are sweepstake entries. And the mom throws away one of them, but most of them, but one ends up on the ground where a mailman picks it up and puts it in his satchel, mm. thus foreshadowing that their luck continues.
1: Mm. <laughs> sequel fodder. Yeah, and they made a sequel to this movie. It was called
3: Lots of Luck Two, Lots Four of cents. Luck Even More.
2: Okay, lots even of more, lots, lots of Luck Colin. Luck, more, and others, or LOL <laughs> colon LMAO. <laughs> ah,
1: ah. Um, All right. One more thing I'd like to mention: I love that the giant Saint Bernard's name was Danny.
2: Mm-hmm. Danny. Animals with just normal human names is the best. It's. I. I feel like you know. I don't. I don't need Rex. I know there's people named Rex, but like that's that's a that's a dog name. Uh, Fido, dog name, spot, dog name. No, no, no. Give me a dog named Danny. Give me a dog named Clint. Give me a cat named Bill. You know, those are, those are
1: the things for me. Going to name my cat after my friend Jeremy.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. That's nice. It's well, time, time to rate the
2: movie. It's time. There's, you know, there's not much more else to say here. Um, for those of you who don't know, our rating system is super simple. You give it a thumbs up or you give it a thumbs down. That's it. Nothing else to say. Who's going to rate it? Go first. Somebody.
0: Go. Uh, I'll do it.
3: Go. Go, James.
0: I give it thumbs up. Uh, clearly, none of us paid too much attention to this. But on the flip side of that, it also didn't make us angry. So, And there were some good lines. There was great shoulder pads in uh, their friend mm. when uh, they're going on the race. Uh, that pushed it right over the edge to me. Thumbs up
3: very nice uh, well, I'm, gonna... I'm going thumbs down thought it was boring wanted it to be over i appreciate that it does feel kind of comforting like james mentioned before but wouldn't watch it again made no made no goddamn sense
1: um i have i have a hard time with this one you know i i would almost pass on the rating if i could um because <laughs> yeah it was boring and it dragged on and on but like i said there's something uh inherently endearing about a campy movie made in the 80s for children uh, and to an extent about children um i don't know it was kind of a little look into a, a bygone era and you know it had some ridiculous moments like um the the wife of aj sticking her head out the window to dry her hair i mean oh yeah just like little snapshots of of life from from a bygone era i don't know i think for that reason i'll give it a thumbs up it was just relatively inoffensive and campy. Before yeah, I give my not rating. Not be caught dead watching it again.
2: Another little uh, you know, snapshot of a bygone era. Feeling the TV to see if it's warm to know if somebody's been using it. I mm. loved that. Because there's no words exchanged. The mom just puts her hand on the TV. And that gives away that they, the kids had been watching TV when they were supposed to be doing their homework. I wow. loved that great moment um but that being said i usually have a high tolerance for these movies probably higher than anyone else on the show Um, yes if i check the clock and it's been an hour and i'm and i'm you know dying to just get through the rest of this movie that's usually when i give it a thumbs down um i got to about 27 minutes and said oh my Mm. god when is this movie going to be over uh, this one is a thumbs down for me. I do appreciate the things that have been referenced. The, the, you know, the, the snapshot of the 80s is very nice. Um, the characters aren't awful for the most part. Um, but I don't know. It just did not hold my attention. And maybe if I was five, it would hold my attention. But not now and not for most of the people who would end up watching it, whether you were a child or not. So, yeah, even split.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
2: Listeners, if you feel strongly one way or the other, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is Disney Channel TipsyPanel at gmail.com. And we actually have some fan mail and some fans that I have to shout out. Um, I got to give a shout out to Emily, who emailed us um, to, you know, just talk about some of these movies. She's been a DCOM fan for a long time. But you guys are going to love this. She... Went to the high school in Utah where they filmed High School Musical and some Damn. other movies. And she was an extra in Minutemen, which is a movie that I don't know anything about. But it's got that guy from uh, Cloud9 in it. So that's, that's a thing. Emily, we want to hear from you. Please. We, we, let's, let's, let's set up an interview. Let's make it happen. I want to hear some stories. We Pug also... changed our lives. Yes. We also uh, have to shout out Samantha. Samantha, you've 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 been our, you know, a long-time listener, long-time fan. I love that you always reach out to us and check our facts and make sure that what we're saying actually makes sense. I know that 90% of the time it does not, but you're uh, you're a great. You're you're a good listener and a good fan. Uh, she told us uh, what was it in one of the episodes we were it was in High School Musical 2 in episode 50 we were talking about oh who is Zac Efron? Being when who's what serial killer is he playing? It's 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 Ted Bundy. I feel like we weren't sure. I definitely wasn't sure because I'm not a uh, I'm not a true crime kind of guy. But uh, it was not either.
1: Donk Wayne Gacy.
2: Ah uh, yeah,
3: Donk. Donk.
2: But yeah. Um. So thanks to both of you, Samantha and Emily, for reaching out. If you listen to the show and you have anything you want to say at all, give us an email, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail Call the hotline. 914-863-1613. I we would are like on Instagram you to at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We're elements. on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. Uh, we're on well, whatever platform you're listening to us on. You know where we are. Uh, give, us, give us a rating. Preferably five stars. I'll even mm-hmm. take four. You can give us one if you want. Just say we suck. Whatever. It's cool. Any, any publicity is good publicity, I guess. Um, but, yeah, we just like having interaction from our fans. Did I forget anything?
1: Um, email us and tell us who your favorite hosts are in order from best to worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to hear that. Very curious. I'm going to be consistently number two.
2: No, 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 Ryan. You're going to be at the top. People, people like your, your cynicism and your wit.
1: Well, I only torture myself for you guys because you guys are my friends.
2: I'm the hot one, but nobody knows because it's a podcast. I'm the
3: one with the donk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> donk, Queen, Jacy.
2: That's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. We're going to have another decom for you. Bye.
1: Bye.